This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, how is it going? Welcome back to another J-Rock's Lone Care Gardening Podcast. I am your host, Sam Jarocki, and here we are on this week's episode titled Question and Answers with J-Rock, Lone Care and Gardening. This one is episode number 19, and we're nearly there. We are nearly at number 20. What well, again, as I keep saying week in, week out, is crazy. Um, I struggle to get my head around it sometimes, how much we've kind of put out there and how much feedback I've had over these you know nearly 20 episodes um it's really been fantastic so you know if you're new to the podcast then welcome here we talk about everything from business to lawn care as you've seen from the intro and what I try and do quite a lot is the things that you guys are speaking about on Instagram Facebook all the rest of it and the questions I'm getting in my direct messages I like to try and turn into podcasts so that the the questions or the topics that are being answered, being talked about, are from you. You know, they're not just random stuff that I think is important. There's a mix of that, but it's also the things that you seem interested in. So, by any means, at any point, feel free to get in touch and just send me a direct message. Um, you know, I'm approachable. The amount of people that get in touch with me and then thank me for my replies, even uh, for not even the the answers I'm giving them, but f- just for replying to them. It is mind-boggling so yeah i'm here to help and you know this is what my uh my instagram my podcast my youtube is all about it's about interacting with you guys talking and having a chat you know i think i'm a big believer that audio is you know it's the up-and-coming thing it's you know you want to be able to work drive do whatever and still listen to some informative educating um enjoyable content you know and hopefully i can bring that to you and the more we do it the better i'll get at it the better setup i'll get so it's better for you as well so that's all the that's the plan anyway but yeah welcome back to this week's podcast and if you are new to it thank you very much for joining i really appreciate it i'll just say now i normally say it at the end as well if you can it leaves two seconds to leave me a review at the bottom of the itunes page or through the Apple Podcasts, if you've got the ability to do so. You don't even need an account, and it takes somewhere around 15-20 seconds uh, to leave an honest review. So this one, I have got a few new reviews this this week, since last week. We've had three more five-star reviews come through. I'm just going to read one of them, and then I'll catch up on the other two at some other point in the, you know, in the coming episodes. So this one is from JB93, and it is titled as, So Glad I Found This. Five-star review. And it reads, after scrolling on TikTok over time, naturally the algorithm was showing me videos of the lawn enthusiasts and professionals. One of the videos I came across was a guy who owns a company in America. He was asked, what music do you listen to when mowing? His reply was something that really stuck with me and also Sam has mentioned in his latest podcast. I think that would have been last week's podcast by this point. And it was along the lines of, if you're listening to music, you're really wasting valuable learning time. Feed yourself with information via books and podcasts and use this unique opportunity to both work and learn. That lit the light bulb in my head. So I searched for Grass Cutting Podcasts UK and came across this gem. I am in the industry but currently trying to start my own business and I can't express how much this has helped. The hints, tips, interviews and general advice given is unique and unquestionably invaluable. 
I've managed to make my way through all of the episodes and with each one I'm picking up more and more info. So relatable and really look forward to the next one. Also, check out his YouTube. Thanks for starting this, Sam. Look, JB, Jordan, thank you very much for getting in touch there. Thank you very much for leaving a comment and obviously in a very, very nice worded review. Um, Yeah, I'm honestly so appreciative of this time after time that you guys are coming on, listening to this podcast and you're taking something from it. And then, you know, you're taking your own time where you could be doing anything else, cutting grass, stroking grass, looking at grass, growing grass, whatever. But instead, you are um, putting some nice words down on a review platform for me. You know, I do really appreciate it. So this podcast now is basically, I want to take this opportunity to answer some questions. I keep on talking about how whenever I put up a um, Q&A box on Instagram or whatnot, you know, I put it up 15 minutes before the podcast and we don't get many through. I've done it now four hours before, so I am getting better and we've got quite a few questions come through. So all I'm going to do is answer them and hopefully you'll get to know a little bit more about me, some information about gardening, lawn care, business and just an overall mix. So I'm just going to start it off here <clears throat> and it is where are you originally from? First question, nice and easy. So for those that don't know, haven't listened to my podcast for that long or seen my YouTube videos, I now live up in the northeast of Scotland, um, quite far up in uh, what's classed as the Highlands, and I live up here because my job brought me here, basically, my full-time job, what is the military. Um, before that, I grew up and I was born in Northumberland, a little town called Annick. for anyone that may know it, it's about 30 miles or so north of Newcastle. So I'll keep that one nice and short so I don't bore you all. But um, second question there is from M Hewitt 87 and he says, can you do a full lawn renovation in spring, North England? So yeah, definitely. Um, I've spoke about this before a few times. And your main two times on the calendar for doing main processes to the garden is spring and autumn. Both come with different pros and cons to do with weather mostly. Normally what you'll find is on spring, this is going to be quite obvious. But in, a sp- in the spring, you're coming just out of winter. So the, the soil, the earth, it's all pretty cold and you need to wait for them temperatures to rise before you can kick in. The benefit with this is if you time it right, if you get everything down in time, when the, all the frosts are completely gone, unlike this, yeah, then you'll put it down, then you've only got progressively better weather, whether it's just the heat, whether it's like rain and not frost, you know, you just get progressively better weather. So springtime, you can 100% do a full lawn renovation. Personally, it's when I like to do it best. What I found last season, with the renovations in autumn, what's all fine and great, but if you leave it too long, back end of September, you know, start of October, what I've seen some people do renovations at, you know, you're just risking that. You get the drop in temperature sort of late on October. You know, there's it's a lot of rain, not much sun. You're losing the lights throughout the day. It's just not, it's just not great. So autumn's brilliant and obviously it has many pros, but spring, you can definitely do it. You're coming out, just like I mentioned or touched on just then, this year there were so many people, myself included, that we got to a certain point in spring and we jumped on renovations, you know, itchy feet, like let's get going. And you just want to see progress really quick. And what happened is we hit, if everyone remembers, a 10, 14 days of really nice sunny weather, you know, 15 to 17 degrees, I think it was, where we thought, right, spring has sprung, happy days. And then about a week later after that, 
we got hit with that snowstorm and frost for about two two weeks or so. And what that done, and this is why you need to make sure you go past it, is any seed that you put down that may have started germinating, it could have either killed the seed or, yeah, it would, it would have basically ruined it. Um, no matter what, normally when the temp when it's just temperatures, when the temperatures drop, seed will normally just sit dormant until the, the temperatures come back into play, where it's like um, where it can germinate, where it can thrive, and it'll just start growing again. But if you hit that in between, then sometimes you get a lot more of a fail rate with your seed, so just a lot more doesn't grow. So yes, you can do it in spring. Just make sure you pass that last frost, and um, you should be pretty much smooth sailing from there as long as you keep up the watering. So next question, question three, is from Josh KJ Green, and his question was, what's your advice for patches of lawns overtaken by weeds and moss? So pretty, you know, the the very straightforward answer, depending on the current state of the garden, now what you need to take into context with this is it depends on how much weeds and moss we're talking about. Normally, normally if you're looking at anything past sort of 30% moss and weeds, you know, if your garden's 30% worth of it, you, you're in a good position to kill it off. You know, you've got justification to kill off your lawn, start off again, uh, start again. Because, you know, 30%, 30 metres squared, that is, of 100 metres squared, is a lot of weeds to deal with. You know, you're dealing with some of them not dying, still coming back, all the rest of it. So one, you can either completely kill it off. This is with normally anything that includes glyphosate, really. Anything, normally a Roundup product, that will kill the lawn um, fully kill it off you can scarify it off and then so it's basically down to earth and just start again your other one from that is you can use uh, so just off the shelf again products like weed oil uh, and it always says on the front in big writings uh, in big writing kills weeds not lawns that's the one you want to go for you can normally get pre-dilute uh, concentrate ones where you'll just mix it into a knapsack or like thereof and then you can just spray it so what I would talk about in this way is deal with the problems first. Um, it's normally a pretty good way to go. Normally, now if you're asking this from a business to customer point of view, it changes a little bit because then we're looking at a bit extra time between putting down the application and being able to regrow seed. And you're also looking at a different price point in my eyes. If I'm going back there and possibly doing two visits to weed kill, you can be looking at a good bit of extra money that the client might not have. So, yeah, if you've got more than sort of 30%, then I would look at killing it off. If not, then it's something like weed oil, uh, kills weeds, not lawns. Put down one or two applications of that. And then also with your with the moss, you can put down iron sulfate and you can scarify it out. Basically, I'll be looking to do that anyway. After you're killing the weeds, it's doing a harsh scarify anyway. But, like I say, pretty much if you've got too much, get rid so next one being this one's from sandy mm, no it isn't i'm lying so this one is if you could only do one thing for your lawn outside of cutting and watering what would it be okay so for me this one's pretty simple so as we all know as obviously this person knows as long as you're cutting often you know weekly and possibly two times a week and you're watering the lawn, you'll have some form of decent lawn, you know, if there's grass growing. Because what you're going to find is the grass blades are going to be a lot more healthy being cut, cut pruned so frequently. And it's weeds are really going to struggle to um, thrive in them environments. 
Also, with a decent water rate, you know, it's not going to be getting burnt off. It's just going to be a whole lot more healthier. So as long as you're cutting and you're watering plenty, you should have a pretty decent enough garden if it's grass, obviously. Okay, cutting and watering isn't going to be isn't going to do much against 70% weeds. Mine, though, probably on that would be scarification. Uh, you could argue this between scarification and aeration, probably which one you would personally want to have in there. I think scarification on the benefit of thatch. Thatch is a bugger. Um, for those that may not know, you walk across a lawn that's spongy, it's full of moss and thatch. Aeration is only going to take plugs out them that soil, um, out the turf there. And yes, over time you would reduce it, you know, taking that many cores out. But with scarification, thatch is basically acting like a sponge. Okay, and it's sitting on that top layer of turf so that any rain, any feed that you're putting down, it isn't getting a chance to work all the way down through the soil zone and into the roots there because it's all getting just absorbed by this thatch, just sponge layer. So, you know, by being by having the ability to take that away either lightly or knock it right hard down on a setting and being able to scratch the, you know, the very surface of that soil so that, you know, you can get bits of air into it as well. Not not like aeration, but, you know, to a small extent you can do, is going to have such a huge benefit. You know, if you're not scarifying and you haven't done it yet, or if you're thinking, oh, I've done that two years ago, grass is constantly dying and turning into organic matter, okay? Even when you, you cut, you'll miss a few clippings or it's constantly dying off, and that's what's building up the thatch. So, long-winded answer, I know, <laughs> but scarification okay the ability to do this and take all of that thatch and moss out the lawn is just giving your turf your lawn a really good starting point to be able to grow from so if i could do anything other than water and cut it would definitely be to scarify and that can be from doing it heavy twice a year or you know heavy still even even once or twice a year but then lightly every six to eight weeks throughout the growing season and that'll just keep on top of it so I recommend that as well, especially if you struggle from very mossy lawns, you know, normally something that's very shaded and it can get very overcrowded. So the next one now is Sandy Wilson, 182, and his question is, how do you deal with repeat cat waste? Uh, you use a different word than waste, but I've, uh, I've changed that over. How do you deal with repeat cat waste in two customers gardens? So cats are just one of them. I've got a cat myself and, you know, sadly you can't, in my eyes anyway, you can't bill a customer. So with dog waste, for example, you can say, ensure that, you know, the waste is gone before I turn up to the property, please check it over. If not, and I've talked about this in the past, like service charges, if you've got to do anything, touch it, whatever. Like I had a minimum of a £20 service charge. If, if I need to pick up one and move it to your bin, it's £20 straight away. So, you know, things like that in place for dogs. But for cats that go and borders and all the rest of it and hide behind plants and whatever, you can't expect your customer in my eyes to do a full a full check of the garden between, you know, behind the hydrangeas and underneath your peonies and all the rest of it. Um, so with that one, I'll just say be careful. If you, if you know roughly where they go, then avoid the area. Um Make the customer aware, you know, ask the customer before you turn up, are you aware of any areas that your cat may go, just so you can be a bit aware, so you're not, you know, I talk about in episode like two or three of this podcast, the story about how, you know, I was a client's garden and minding my own business, 
and I'm sitting there going through the garden and through the borders and before you know it you know I'm clearing weeds whatever and then I dig through and you know I pick up what I thought was I don't know a rolled up leaf or something <laughs> and I picked up this cat turd you know and I thought you know and I was on the phone with my girlfriend at the time and I was like you know I was in his I was like oh darling no I've, like, I've done this I've done that and she's laughing at me down the phone and I was distraught so you know like in panic of not knowing what to do you know I dug it back into the into the borders you know cra- cracked on and I thought she's laughing at me down the phone I, I'm like disgusted the fact I've just picked up this thing and just you know not knowing what it was and then I cracked on while I was on the phone and I went through the borders again further down and I've worked my way back up in case I missed any weeds and of course I'm still on the phone I'm distracted you know through my headphones anyway and uh, I end up digging it up again so I dug it up again, I'm going mental, I'm off, F sick, F this, F that, you know, quietly, respectively, but you know, I'm going mad at myself, she's laughing at me down the phone again, and uh, you know, same again, I tucked it back in there, and I thought, frig that, I'm not getting rid of it, um, so it does happen, and sadly, you know, often it's not even your client's cats, it's next doors, or the neighbours across the road or something, so with that, you can't really do too much about it, if it is that much of an issue and you're that far against it, then unfortunately the only thing you can do is take yourself out of that garden and, you know, you're within your fine rights of saying, sorry, I can't look after your property anymore. Like, this is beyond a joke. Especially if they've got three, four, five cats and it's like an absolute minefield. So that's the only advice I can really give you there. So next one I've got, where do you see your company within the next few years and what's a long-term plan? Right. Um, next few years... So as you may know, I am currently part-time within this lawn care and gardening business, built up from nothing to, you know, a very good, what may be for some others, full-time job wage. So the plan for me is to continue what I'm doing with being in the military for the next sort of 18 months or two years, keep on building it up at the side. As I've mentioned to you before, the company's more or less at a place now where it's grown to as much as I can grow it with the hours in the day. I mean, I've got two jobs, I've got a family at home, I've got a six-year-old boy just about um, who's going through everything that he's going through, starting schools and all the rest of it. He goes to all his, you know, kickboxing, swimming, football when he fancies it. Um, and then we go on days out and have family time, you know. So between everything, life's busy, you know. And then amongst that, the Instagram and the podcast and the YouTube, we're not talking about 20 minutes here and there, we're talking about hours, you know, to, to release a podcast between this and then I've got to listen to it backwards, uh, listen to it back afterwards. You know, you're looking at an hour and a half, two hours, however long it may be. YouTube videos, you can easily spend three, four hours editing. Um, it's a third, three jobs, basically, this whole social media. So when you th- ask me about my job and where do I see the company, the company's split into two parts, in my, in my honest p- opinion. And some people might not think of it this way. But I've got all the social media, the online presence, you know, everything like the podcast, YouTube, Instagram. I see that all as a branch of J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening. I say almost J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening as a firm, but then there's different roles within it. One is having this social media presence that, you know, that I've got. And next there, you've got the the fact that, that the job itself, actually doing the lawn care, doing the gardening, showing up and, you know, completing all this work at properties. So that's like the split down of it. Where I say the overall or where I want it to be in the next few years, I would like J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening to have anywhere between one and two employees, quite frankly. Uh, 
because the long-term plan, you know, five, ten years, how long ever, however long it may take, companies like your Green Thumb and, you know, I don't want to franchise it, but I want it to be at a point where you look outside and you go, oh, the grass is long, the moor's broke, who do we get in touch with? You know, J-Rock, Longhair and Gardening. Look outside, oh, hedge needs done, who should we get in touch with? And, you know, I want it to be that thing where it pops straight in your head, not just because we're everywhere, well, I do want to be like everywhere within a town. I want to have that social presence. I want to, you know, I want to be on the back end of everyone's kind reviews, the word of mouth. And I just want to be, I want it so rooted that it's the first thing that comes to your mind because it's going to be a trusted organization that cares about it, care about its clients, that cares about doing a good job. And I don't want to just build it for numbers, build it to be rich. That isn't on the cards, really. That isn't what's at the forefront. The forefront is building successful company that cares about its clients that wants to do that job to a high standard not just to a general standard and yeah that's really the aim for it so i see that being with yeah like i say a couple of plot employees and to begin with and you know as it branches off it may need a couple of crews and then that's a that's a podcast on its own but that's where i would like it to be the online stuff i would like to keep on progressing i want to grow the podcast i want to grow the youtube channel and I would like it to be an informal area for those that, you know, don't live on my doorstep around Morrisha. You know, you can get in touch with me as you all currently do. And you can ask, oh, Jay, how do I go by this? Or, you know, what's your advice on this? Or I've just started my company. What do you think's best approach? And I can help you. You know, I, that's where I want it to be. And I would like to grow to a point where, you know, it's another income. And it can just support family as well yeah so that's where i want it to be that's where i see it in the next few years is that it'll be in a lot more more people would have heard of j-rock long care and garden and, and more people would maybe think of me as someone that's happy to help rather than just a random instagram profile or youtube person you know what i mean so yeah give them back basically that's where i'd like it to be um only a couple of questions left here so this one's from jordan baker 93 and it reads Pros and cons and advantages to laying turf or seed when doing a new garden. So, the pros and cons and advantages of laying turf or seed, right? For me, it's an easy split on this. The pros and cons of laying turf is quite simply, you put it down, you keep it moist, you know, you have the ground prepped and you have an instant back garden. Yes, you can't walk in it straight away, but you can look out the window and you've got beautiful grass that is starting to re-root and starting to grow and starting to establish and you've got this instant garden it looks like a lawn it is a lawn it's just not fully rooted yet so the fact that it's instant is probably the biggest reason why i think people would go for it, it takes little to no care apart from turning your sprinkler on the con is the price you know anything sort of half decent you're looking unless you get something on sale at one pound a roll from b&q or b&m you know, what's not particularly good stuff, but I've, I've seen it have some really good results as well, don't get me wrong. You know, you're looking at somewhere between three and four pound uh, per meter squared. Rack that up over, you know, 100 meters squared, you know, three, four hundred pound. Anything past that, 800 pound-ish. You know, it's, it's expensive. It's expensive stuff. Now, seed on the other hand, you could seed a, a 200 meter squared garden for probably something around... 100 pound ish depending on what seed you're using what is next to nothing considering you're going to get a full lawn 
So with turf, it's going to establish quickly. Okay, it's going to be pretty hardy. It's normally a mix of some variety that, you know, it can withstand certain conditions. And the corn is definitely the price. The seed, it's slightly cheaper, right? But the variety of seed is mental. So the biggest pro I see with seed is that you can literally grow your lawn for whatever situation you're in. And this is the great thing about it. You want a bowling green, you're going to go for a bent grass, something that naturally grows smaller. If you're in a hotter climate, you'll use a certain type of seed. If you're in a colder climate, like the UK climate, you're going to use probably some form of ryegrass because it's you know it suits the temperatures and it grows really well over here. You get to choose. I mean, there's even seed mixtures that benefit clay-based soils, um, shady lawns, all sorts. So with seed, you can you can pick what you want and you can sort of regrow to the desired effects. And you can also keep a bag of it so that if any problems, any bare patches that you normally get, you just sprinkle it back over and you know you grow it back through. It's it's no it's no issue really. But the con to that is you've got to wait. You're looking at sort of three weeks, anything up to sort of six to eight for it to actually be established and look like a full lawn. And that depends on the temperatures as well. So uh, also I mean, speaking of temperatures, your laying turf, it can be done basically throughout the whole year, um, as long as you've not got any harsh frost coming in, or I w also wouldn't recommend in any drought conditions. But in seed, you've got to be over a certain temperature, depending on the type of seed. You know, good one to go for. I think it's actually the minimum is about 7 degrees where you can start it, but over 10 to 12, you're looking at a very good success rate. So there you sort of main two factors with them ones. And last but not least here on the questions I have from Steve, and it reads the following. Hi Sam, hope things are good. Question for the podcast. Something that I struggled with when I first started and maybe a few others have too, and that's time, expectation, management. I guess most customers like to feel that they've got value for money on certain jobs, even when they aren't on an hourly rate. And in their minds, the more time you're on a job, the better value. Hope this makes sense. How do you manage this? When you've got a full day, etc. Steve. Right, so what Steve's asking there is, Customers naturally want more of your time. They naturally want you to stick to a job and be on it. And, um, you know, even if you're not on an hourly rate, they think if you're there for 45 minutes, you're doing more work than if you're there for 15. And it's not overly the case because just to read into this, if you don't actually do it uh, for a job and it is just under yourselves, quite often, even those on hourly rates, what you find is you'll go to a job for an hour, say, an hour meeting, and you hear stories of clients you know, picking out the windows and if you leave at two minutes to that hour's over, you know, you get a message or an email saying, I pay you for an hour, this isn't acceptable, you left two minutes before. And that's literally like cases, we see plenty of them. That actually happens to people. The The time management expectations is, is literally that. The best way I find to manage it is when you're speaking to a client, if it is normally... Um, what I find is if I'm just there to cut the grass, I don't need to knock on the door. I do the very first time I, I take on that client. Um, you know, We discuss what's happening. After I do the cut, I always knock on them again and say, um, sort of, this is the standard. Are you happy with it? Is there anything you'd like to change? And that's their opportunity there on the first meet where, you know, the pencil them for an extra 15 minutes to, to just chat, uh, you know, free time of mine. And we can make sure that their expectations are met and they know what they're getting. They know what their money's paying towards. 
Because if they're on holiday and they come back a week later, guess what? It isn't going to look the same as when I've done it a week ago. So, but with the maintenance, what you normally find, or what I do, is if they're in the house, what a lot of the, you know, no more pensionable age, and even now with the way COVID's went, a lot of people are working from home. So what I try and do now is I'll always knock on the door if it's gone maintenance job. Most of mine are um, hourly. So I'll just knock on them and I'll see what they fancy getting done for that day, if they've got anything in mind. If not, like sometimes they'll just say, Sam, I trust your initiative. I know you know what you're doing. Just crack on. I'm happy with whatever. But all I would do is send them an email the night before or in the week following up saying, so when you've done your last job, then you're like, oh, um, what's it? Oh, that them three rockeries over there are starting to look a bit untidy. I'm probably going to have to see them next week. Ah, uh, the leaves are starting to fall. I'm probably going to have to clear that corner in two weeks' time, whatever it might be. I would then put that in an email to them. Yes, it's more work for you, but it stops any aggro whatsoever in the meantime of people thinking that you need to be there longer because what you can say is, all right, for this next meet, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort the two rockeries at the front for you at the back. I also notice a lot of leaves are dropping, what's starting to look a bit messy. I'm going to clear them up for you as well. Are you happy with that? And if they come back and they say they are, you know, it doesn't matter if that takes you 10 minutes or if it takes you two hours. You know, you've told them what you're going to do and what you're going to achieve. And they've agreed the fact that the sum that they're paying you, 30, 40, 50 pound, whatever it is, that they're happy to go forward with. You know, and you, you crush that and then you're pretty much sorted. Linking on to that, I was speaking to someone last week, uh, two weeks ago, and it was also about a disagreement with the visits that they were having to a customer's property. And it was very much the same thing. And the way we got around it when I was chatting to him and trying to advise him and the way he handled the situation himself was just talking to the client and having this complete transparency between you and your client and the gardening, you know, in between is absolutely key. Because as soon as you lose that factor, you know, it just opens a world up to they all of a sudden come out last minute and say, oh, can you do this as well? And you're not happy because you were meant to be somewhere 20 minutes 20 minutes ago or vice versa you leave slightly earlier and they they were like oh well i'm in a garden party tomorrow i really needed this area sorted and without the communication between the two years you can't really handle that so i hope that answers your question there but what it opens up to what i kind of want to finish on here is within this world of gardening and lawn care you know being your own boss creating this business it does sound perky and wonderful and full of rainbows and unicorns and spend these warm days in the summer outside, loving life. You know, there's a lot that actually goes into it. And if you, and I genuinely mean this, if you're thinking about getting into the trade, then, you know, it might not be me. Get in touch with another Instagram account that you follow or that you talk to. Or if you don't have any, then believe me, you don't need to be friends with me already. Get in touch and I'll get back to you. Um, ask me about it. Ask me about the negatives. And quite frankly, I think I've done a whole podcast on it. Uh, the grass isn't always greener, I think it was called. And, um, you know, it can be a struggle. You, you're you coming back, you're sorting your books out in the evenings. If you're not doing that, then you're, you're organising, you're ordering materials for renovations that might be coming up in your own time. Technically, yes, you can add that on within your quote, but it's still within your own time. It's still 6, 7 o'clock at night when you're doing these things. Um you know, if it's absolutely throwing it down with rain, if you don't go out on that Tuesday morning because it's tropically raining, guess what? Your customers aren't paying you for that. So you'll lose out on that money. 
dental care, medical care, all, well, medical care is paid, but dental care, you know, it's all not paid under like it is when you you work for a company normally, depending on the company, obviously. Um, and I'm talking about military here. Whereas when you're out there by yourself, you've got all these extra payments you need to make. So there's a lot that you've got to take in consideration. And like I say, being able to talk between you, your client, and sorting all these things out is just such a key thing. Because if you're struggling with it, if you're not too sure which direction to turn, and you know, you often panic, you then become unaware of your own situation, that will reflect within your business. Um, you'll find that if you're worrying about something else, when you turn up and you give that new client a quote, and you're not thinking the same way, they're probably getting a very anxious, a little bit distraught, you know, Jay Jarocki, rather than the very calm, chatty, welcoming kind of person that I normally am. So you've got to think about it, and you've got to have that hat that you can take off, and you can, you know, be professional throughout, but also handle it, you know, make sure that everything's lined up and you know what you're doing. I don't want to end this on a morbid morbid streak, but what I want to say is thank you very much for sending them questions through. Um, I hope it's, you know, gave some help to some of you. What I say is in the Instagram post with it was if, quite often, if you're thinking of a question, a hundred others or thousands of others are probably thinking the same ones. So, you know, in in this podcast, this world, no such thing as a silly question. Get in touch with me, ask away, and hopefully I can help you, as, uh, whether it's in your own garden within your own lawn or whether it's starting a business and you know taking that leap into self-employment and you know giving this a good run for its money so thank you very much for joining us on this week's podcast and that was just a question and answer session with myself um j rock lawn care and gardening and i hope you enjoyed it look we're just a podcast that's going and releasing stuff every single week i do it basically not off the cuff but I listen to what's happening in the weeks leading up to it and then I try and stay within the the time that it is, within what's happening, within the questions that you're asking and, you know, bringing you some value for for your time listening to it because I do really appreciate it. So again, if you haven't already, thank you very much for leaving them reviews. If you haven't done it already, then go through to iTunes. It's on the bottom there. You just click the star, click the right, like whatever you're going to write in and that's it done. You don't even need to sign up to anything. So thanks again. I hope you all enjoy the weekend coming up. If you're listening to this now, then, you know, all the best. Let's enjoy some good weather before it turns miserable and dark by 5 p.m. every night. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening up. Take care. Enjoy your time. And remember, I'm always here on the DMs. Get in touch. See you later.